This is Issues 2018. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guests are Mary Beth Jarvis and Aaron Bastian from the Century 2 Citizens Advisory Committee. Welcome to Issues 2018. Great to be Have here. Have I got that right? Is it the Citizens Advisory Committee? You're exactly right. I know you both uh, are professional people. Tell us about what you do for a living. Mary Beth, you start, okay? Well, so my day job. Your day job, um, and yeah. yeah <laughs> this has, this uh, Century 2 uh, Citizens Service has felt like a second full-time job, but my day job is heading up Wichita festivals. And so um, folks know us as the Riverfest people. Uh, we do autumn and art. We plan other festivals and events. Uh, a part of creating a spirit of unity and celebration here for Wichita. And frankly, that um, background, having staged large-scale events in and around Century 2 for a number of years, uh, has been really nice preparation for this uh, volunteer stint uh, with the Century 2 Citizens Advisory Committee. Working a lot with a lot of people. Correct. Some of them very difficult, like Aaron, right? <laughs> Correct. Yes. Aaron. Brilliant. Aaron. Brilliant, but difficult. <laughs> Aaron, what's your day job, Aaron? Uh, so I'm the president of Fidelity Bank, which is our family's business, and uh, we're involved in uh, the Century 2 uh, Citizens Committee for two reasons. One, we're neighbors. Uh, our headquarters is across the street from the Century 2 complex, and two, we've been longtime supporters of performing arts in our town. Uh, really believe it's critical for... Uh, an, an important piece and a critical piece of, of quality of life uh, in Wichita. And uh, so I'm, I'm there to learn more yes. from people like Mary Beth, who is our leader of our group. Fidelity's been on that corner for how long? Uh, forever. Uh, for a <laughs> long time, yeah. We, we built our current headquarters building in 1987, and we uh, had a site there uh, prior to that. So okay. it's, it's been a while. And uh, you were named to a 12-member Citizens Committee to help move the community forward on the issue of our region's Performing Arts Center. How did each of you land a seat on that committee, Mary Beth? How did you how did you get that fine job you have there? Well, the short answer to that is we were all asked to serve by Mayor Jeff Longwell, and it's it's really been an amazing experience. There are twelve members of the committee, ridiculously diverse, and I say that um, with a with an air of of admiration. I, I really congratulate city leadership for having reached out to a group of folks whose backgrounds are so different. We've got bankers, we've got cellists, we have architects, we have uh, you know building management experts. And each of us came to the table as you know, willing volunteers for this duty, representing our fellow citizens, we've done the thousands of hours of homework and learning so you don't have to. Um, and frankly, we've learned a ton from each other. Uh, we came each with different perspectives based on our history. We've, we've got professional performers. We've got folks that have been patrons of our fine arts and performing arts organizations over the years. Uh, but all of us have taken five steps up in terms of our understanding of Century 2, of the performing arts industry in Wichita, and frankly, the options for its future. And Aaron, you get, the mayor asked you, so you said yes. Huh? Exactly. Have you done anything like this before? Have you been involved in this kind of thing before? I, 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 don't, I would say Mary Beth I've, has done a lot of this kind of thing. Yeah, I've been involved in a variety of different community initiatives, of course. Um, one that is uh, currently ongoing and, and running somewhat in parallel is Project Wichita, which we've talked about yeah, uh, before. Yeah, we have, yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, I just, I'm proud to do whatever we can to move the city forward. Mary Beth, you've uh, given us a pretty good thumbnail sketch of who all is on the panel. I don't, you don't have to name all the names if you don't want to, but <laughs> we have time if you want to. Uh, if you don't want to, fine. It's up to you. 
Well, it's interesting. I think each of them um, bring a different background. So Aaron um, is joined on the panel by folks uh, with banking backgrounds, including Matt Michaelis, who heads up Equity Bank, uh, Brian Heinrichs, who's the CFO of Interest Bank, uh, Tara Clary, who is both a neighbor and the director of marketing for um, High Touch, but who also has been in music theater performances, is on the music theater board. So there's a, a confluence there of both her talent and her volunteerism. Uh, Carla Fazio, who is a, a lawyer by trade but has been a community volunteer for years, helped head up the initiative that resulted in the new Mark Arts uh, Fine Arts Center, Visual Arts Center mm-hmm. uh, on Rock Road. Uh, Ebony Ke- Clemens Ajibalade uh, with West Star Energy. She is not only a pianist and a piano teacher and a, you know, sort of a talent in that way, but through her years of work with Westar and the community relations side, she's now in business development for them. She's been intimately involved in community advancement activities. Uh, Tom Fry, a theater professional and a lifelong theater educator, adds to the committee Quinn Lake, who's a cellist with Wichita Symphony Orchestra and a cello teacher, has you know performed underneath that symphony shell and for music theater you know for years. So she's got that background. Uh, Dr. Dennis Ross, a nephrologist by trade, but but a dedicated patron of the arts, member of the uh, opera, uh, Wichita Grand Opera Board, uh, active in the symphony over the years. So lots of background there. Larry Weber, who works for uh, the Garvey Center, long history of facilities management in the hotel industry, but then now for Willard Garvey and for the Garvey Center in the modern era. So he's not only a neighbor, but has a, a background in large facilities. Um, I think I've got everybody there. Yeah. How, many, um, how many meetings have you had then? You know, we, we started out on about a monthly basis, and then we accelerated for a while. We, we frankly needed those first few months to get up to speed. Uh, the various entities uh, from the city government to the you know Arts Council uh, have studied this issue for some years, and many consultants have been involved. So we took the first few months getting together only about once a month. Uh, to get up to speed for those uh, the homework that had been done by smart people since the 2013 era. Now, some of that's more modern, right? We had uh, consultants involved as early as last year. But it took us a while to make sure that we were level set with those folks that had been um, studying the problem and potential solutions over the years. We also spent those initial months um, outside of our meetings interviewing the organizations that are tenants at C2 and then others that are users of Century 2. So not only music theater, um, music theater for young people, uh, the symphony orchestra and the grand opera who live there, but also folks like Kansas Music Educators and uh, the Botillion organizers that hold events there. Uh, the Theater League, which brings in the traveling theater shows, uh, Broadway shows. So we wanted to make sure that we had the perspectives of those folks who know the facility best and who use it and pay to use it to keep their organizations thriving and uh, you know, and flourishing both artistically and economically. But have, they, but have you attempted to gain any more input from the general public? That's really the stage we're in now. So we um, not only as individuals have reached out to groups with which we are active, um, but we were the speakers at Downtown Rotary a few weeks ago. We were the panelists for a KMUW event last night. We'll be meeting with a large group of the young professionals of Wichita in a couple weeks, and we'll be out at all the district advisory boards uh, throughout the districts in the city. So every citizen of Wichita will have an opportunity uh, to take a look at 
some of the information we're presenting, because this is part education and part listening. Um, frankly, I think there are too few Wichitans that understand the uh, the, few, or the the current state of Century Two and what some of the challenges are. Uh, there's a reason we've thought about solving this for some years, and frankly, there's a compelling reason why we can't keep studying it, and we need to move forward. Aaron, were you given any rules or guidelines to do this job? You know, the the guidelines were really pretty simple, which was, uh, you know, as as leaders in this community, go out and and study the issue and come back and and share with what you found. You know, um, listen to to the citizens, listen to the tenant organizations, as uh, Mary Beth just described, and and come back with what uh, the group collectively thinks is uh, the right path forward. You talked about looking at data uh, reports and so forth. Do you get a lot of that from that then? Yeah, you should see the four-inch I mean, like thick stack. Oh, right? yeah. yeah, there's there's been many trees sacrificed in the interest of, of understanding Century 2, its current state, and its potential future states. Uh, one of the things that's been um, a, a guidepost uh, for our efforts is that we are truly focused on the performing arts side. Uh, when Century 2 was first built in the late 60s, uh, it was designed to both handle performing arts, uh, fine arts performances, but also conventions. And the the round building and its various pie pieces of different characters are just not suited to hosting conventions or modern uh, trade shows and events. So our focus is squarely on what the what facilities are needed and what's the best future for our performing arts facilities. Do you have a deadline? For a formal report or of putting a bow on this thing and tying it up? Say, you know, generally speaking, uh, when we first met with the mayor, uh, he asked us to take a year to study the issue and then come back with an answer uh, and, and some recommendations. So that year it will be in February. We'll be at our one-year mark. Is that like remembering that correctly. Yeah, that was the first time we got together last February. I think, and Aaron mentioned Project Wichita earlier, I think it is um, – been a very a synergistic, frankly, sort of parallel paths between the Project Wichita data gathering. Um, you talk about public input, right? There were um, hundreds of focus groups conducted and 14,000 respondents to a community survey. And so the, the Citizens Committee for Century 2 has had the opportunity to go to school on those results. We've heard loud and clear from the community for years, well, as far back as 2014, 85% of the citizens of Wichita responded that they thought it was important that we as a community invested in modernized, new or renovated uh, performing arts facilities because there's such an esteem for the the work that our performing arts organizations have done and the reputation they've built and the quality of product they produce in many cases despite the facilities they have to work with. Uh, and the Project Wichita research uh, echoed that. We had just under 60% of the community that earmarked as essential or very important. Ignore all the people that said it was important. Just those that put it at the very top of their priority list as essential or very important investment, a new or improved, you know, modern performing arts facility for the community. I mean, you can't get 60 to 85% of the community to agree on anything, and yet we agree that this is an important step that needs to be taken for our community. So... Our deadline, um, coinciding with the conclusion of Projects Wichita's work here at the end of the year and in early January, is really well-timed because uh, we've been able to uh, listen 
to the community through Project Wichita's efforts and, uh, and can hone our recommendations from there. You're listening to Issues 2018 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guests are Mary Beth Jarvis and Aaron Bastian from the Century 2 Citizens Advisory Committee. Is it too early to ask to give us a general statement on Century 2, renovate or replace, up or down? Is it too early to ask that? I think it's too early to ask that. But I will tell you, um, from our perspective, what what we have, uh, have complete agreement on amongst our group is that doing nothing with the current facility is not an option. Um, As much as we learn from talking to the organizations that use the building and and reading all the studies, I learned the most from walking through the facility, Um, walking behind the scenes, um, seeing the kinds of what I would, I guess I would call deferred maintenance issues that exist in the facility. Uh, We need a, a performance space that matches the incredible quality of the arts organizations that use it. And I think it's completely accurate to say we don't have that today for them. I'll tell you, one of the things, before we abandoned the Kansas Coliseum, uh, I went to an event out there and I could not believe the sad shape of like restrooms and things like that. Is that something similar to what you're encountering at Century Two? Yeah, it's Uh, funny. I'd say each of the members of the committee have kind of their, their favorite you're kidding me, B- right? You know, yeah. yeah. Correct. Okay. Uh, Correct. I, my one of the things I key into um, is really the working conditions that our technicians and behind the scenes folks have. You know, have to employ workarounds. We've got. Uh, we literally have welding in, going on in a in a basement hallway with sort of makeshift you know protect, protection equipment and shields. Uh, we've got um, asbestos and. And, you know, masks and all the other protections you're supposed to take around that, but that, you know, that hasn't been touched in years. We've got catwalks um, where you're, you know, balancing while you see a a makeshift kind of drainage gutter duct tape to a bungee cord. I mean, this thing has been MacGyvered more than a 76 Pinto, right? And, um, And frankly... It's it's a grand old dame, right? It's it's fifty years old, and as someone slightly older than that, I respect how well it um, achieved its vision for so many years. But the fact is, it is um, it is it's got its issues now, and it certainly is not either configured nor you know safe and sound um, for future operations. And we just we've duct taped and super glued long enough. But you mentioned the magic word, though, asbestos. That's a booger. Well, yeah, the asbestos a bit. No matter, and that's, I think, one of the things um, Aaron mentioned that um, the the committee is unanimous in un, in its understanding, and we convey to the community with as much clarity as we possibly can that kicking this can down the road any longer is not an option. On the the piggyback to that is there is no small fix left. Um, we have, you know, we have pitched and patched as long as possible. You're looking at a hundred million dollars just to get to the point where nothing sexy gets done, right? You've abated the asbestos, you've made it ADA compliant, you've fixed a leaky roof, you've put a, a freight elevator in that actually works, you know, all the time instead of just some of the time. Uh, you've created an opportunity to have a loading dock that actually accommodates this era's tractor trailers, not 1960s trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so so this is going to be a substantial project, a substantial investment in our community 
no matter what you do, whether you build new or you renovate, uh, we're talking a, a, a gigantic project that needs to result in something strikingly different from a functionality perspective, and we hope strikingly you know, important as an addition to our downtown and to our riverfront area. Yeah, and I, I'd say I'd add on to that. One of the things that I believe, I know I've heard over and over, and I imagine you have too, Mary Beth, is if we're, whatever we do, let's do it really well. You know, we don't want to do it halfway. We, it's not time for any more duct tape or Band-Aids to, to do minor fixes to the facility. Let's, let's do it first class the whole way. Well, just across the river, they're doing some great things over there. There's, there absolutely. And you got to keep up with that, right? Got to right. keep up with the Joneses. Keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. The river. yeah, I mean, I, I think our performing arts organizations deserve that. Our community deserves that. We've One of the things we've done a lot of homework around is communities that have faced this kind of pivot point, this juncture, and, you know, what decisions they made that ended up being stepping stones for, you know, for real catapult forward, you know, progress for their communities. And those that have done it right, those that didn't settle for meh, um, Mm. have found themselves in entirely new states with regard to the vibrancy of those areas. Um, And and there is just not another time like this uh, when we've got both the west side and the east side of the river poised for change and growth, improvement. Uh, And again, whether that's uh, finding a way to work within the iconic structure that's there now, or creating a new performing arts facility, um, you know, that we're still honing those recommendations. Uh, but that's, that's where we are as a community. And we hope folks will tackle this pivot point with the energy and forward looking that it deserves. I like the, the pie structure of the thing in the middle and you know, all that, but I understand the, the acoustics bleed from one side to the other. This yeah. is one of the, the major issues in my mind is the, the way the facility is designed today you really can't hold multiple events at the same time in the building. So um, there, if there's a, uh, a convention use, say, for example, uh, that entire time frame is blocked out from using, uh, using, mm-hmm. a, a, using the theater, the theater say, yeah. for a, uh, an opera performance because the sound bleed is so bad that the walls don't go all the way up to the roof. It becomes vinyl sheeting up above a certain level. Well, anyway, if, you, if you see, can you, re- the question, I guess, can you retain the pie structure and fix that? Or would you have to go to something it, else? Well, what, what we found is this, that the, the pie structure really doesn't work for anyone, in, even the performing arts organizations, because they need more of a square or rectangular shaped box for the back of stage space. Right. Uh, think of the concept of uh, you've got to fly in sets from somewhere. And if, if the stage comes to a point in the backstage, there's really not a whole lot of space to hang, uh, hang and move your sets around. So um, I would say, it, looking at it through the lens of renovate, you're more talking about how do we get a square or rectangular box inside the round building so that it works for the theater users. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's interesting. The renovation scenarios have um, that have been put together over the years, frankly, all of those that have been presented to us so far and have been presented to city leadership and the community so far, um, there are substantial compromises in all of them. Um, and the reasons for that are just as you guys detailed, um, the the ceiling of Century 2, the, 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 the gorgeous blue dome is, is just not high enough or strong enough to handle today's, you can't hang 
the chandelier from Phantom of the Opera there. You just can't. And by the way, that's a 30-year-old show. So talk about what we can't do to host modern shows. There's, there's no way a Hamilton can be staged in our facility as it currently exists. Nope. So the remodel scenarios are, can we modify it, make it higher, make it wider, make it stronger, make it different such that we can? And, uh, and, and there's still ciphering on that. Uh, and we're hoping for more information even in the next few weeks. And one of the, the main issues with that is structurally the way the building's designed, it has a strong central core. So right in the middle of the round building is the core that supports the roof structure. Yeah. And so if if you do away with the pie-shaped pieces, you also have to deal with the, the fundamental structural support of the building. Now, do you know what the annual impact is of Century 2? You might know, Mary Beth, but maybe not. I, uh, here's the, uh, the I mean, other thing. That's yeah, kind of hard thing, to gauge, I guess. Right. The yeah. other thing that's been interesting about the data that we've had an opportunity to study is that it – we are looking backwards at a blend of performing arts and convention activities, but the future is not a blend. The fact of the matter is convention doesn't belong in there and modern conventions won't tolerate that kind of space. So the thought process about getting us into the present and future um, from a convention perspective, that's on other folks's, you know, laps right now. Our committee needs to focus on the performing arts side and there's just not a terrific split of that in terms of economic impact. Our most useful look has frankly been at other communities. And one of the things we've found, Aaron mentioned quality of life and how important that is uh, to Wichita's present and future. You know, who do we want to be? We found that folks make not only migratory decisions, do I move here or move out of here, but also day-to-day living decisions around amenities and performing arts is at the top of that list almost regardless of whether they go to the symphony or go to the music theater. They take pride in having um, modern facilities and high-quality organizations, and we've already got B, though we lack A, um, and we can't degrade the B in our search for A um, because it's going to make a real difference in who stays and who goes and who takes pride. And the reason is that even if they don't buy a ticket – they take advantage of, I mean, and they are they take pride in either the gathering spaces or the cachet of a, a district like that that uh, folks can really consider their common backyard, their core downtown area, and uh, and that's really powerful. What's our next step? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, no, it's, an, it's an excellent question. So I would uh, I would say it like this: Our committee's got to uh, wrap up our work as far as additional citizen listening that Mary Beth mentioned earlier, especially with the district advisory boards, which is going to be ongoing over the next 30 to 45 days. And then uh, we need to come to a a recommendation for a path forward, um, whether that be uh, renovate or or build new. And uh, I I think for this issue, there is no shortage of opinion uh, either way. I like what you've said today, and if you want to go first class, uh, so many times it seems like this community community doesn't take that pride in itself to do it. And uh, I'm looking forward to this. ought to be kind of fun over on the east bank of the Arkansas. But I'll tell you what, I think we're in a a new phase in our community. I really think the pride in being a Wichita is stronger now than at any point, uh, at least since I've lived here, or that I can recall. And uh, I, I think 
I think that really looks there. good for the future. I do. I think okay. it's there. Listen, we're out of time. Uh, thanks for being with us. Thanks for the great work you guys are doing. We appreciate that. Uh, the, the going out there and doing all the work. That, I didn't know there was that much going on, but thank you for doing that. Our guests are Mary Beth Jarvis and Aaron Bastian from the Century 2 Citizens Advisory Committee. That's all for this edition of Issues 2018. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.